Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Tuesday, August 15th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in the New York tri-state area. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Christina Lulich. And I'm Caroline Ely. And here's What's What near you. Former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani has been indicted by a Georgia grand jury. Giuliani was one of the 18 people included in former President Trump's indictment. Giuliani served as Trump's personal attorney during his presidency. The charges include felony racketeering and numerous conspiracy charges tied to Trump's campaign effort to overturn the 2020 elections. This is Giuliani's first indictment while the former president's facing four. Giuliani responded to the charges, saying this is an affront to American democracy and does permanent, irrevocable harm to our justice system. Trump and the other indicted allies have until August 25th to turn themselves in. Asylum seekers are going to have new housing options across New York City. The latest sites the city plans to use are the Creedmoor Psychiatric Center in Queens and Randall's Island. The Creedmoor Psychiatric Center is set to open Wednesday, and Randall's Island will begin accepting migrants next week. This comes after Governor Hochul received pushback from the Biden administration on using a federal site as a shelter for asylum seekers. Hochul announced that the Biden administration didn't sign off on using Floyd Bennett Field, but says she's not going to give up on the site. New York is in constant need of more shelters to house asylum seekers. Nearly 100,000 people have migrated to the state since the spring of 2022. And the crisis isn't cheap. Mayor Adams says it's projected to cost the city $12 billion. State and city officials will continue to ask for aid from the federal government while exploring more state-owned sites for migrants. Volunteers from across the tri-state area are headed to Hawaii, some with ties to Maui and some without. Many of the volunteers are from the Red Cross. Andrea Webb, one of the Red Cross volunteers from East Windsor, New Jersey, just landed in Hawaii to assist with shelter and outreach programming. She told CBS, they've lost everything. They need some kind of help with anything, even if it's a hug or a kind word. And now it's time for sports. The Women's World Cup might be coming to a close, but there's plenty of excitement in New York as a tradition is set to take over Yankee Stadium. But first, we've got the latest on a lawsuit over the critically acclaimed NFL biopic, The Blind Side. We're joined now by WFUV sports manager Julia Moss to find out more. Hey, Julia. Hey, guys. Great to be with you. So, Julia, what's going on with the real-life people behind that famous film? Former NFL football player Michael Orr has officially filed a lawsuit against his perceived parents, Leanne and Sean Tui. If these names sound familiar, that's because an incredibly popular film detailed the story of Orr being adopted and making it big in football called The Blind Side, starring Sandra Bullock and Tim McGraw. In the lawsuit, Orr is claiming he was never officially adopted by the Tuohys, but instead lured into a conservatorship that allowed the family to rake in millions of dollars in royalties from the movie about his life. It's an unfortunate twist on what millions considered a heartfelt story, and it will be interesting to see how the lawsuit unfolds from here. Now, Julia, let's talk about some women's sports. What's the latest with the FIFA World Cup? Spain's women's national team has punched the first of two tickets to the World Cup final, defeating Sweden by a score of 2-1. It was an insane final half of the game with all three goals scored after the 80th minute. 
Spain scored first in the 81st minute, seemingly destroying Sweden's chances of advancing. However, Sweden would score just before the whistle in the 88th minute to equalize, but it was Spain's Olga Carmona who would serve as hero, breaking the tie just one minute later. It's been a tumultuous run for Spain as drama with their head coach continues to be a storyline following their team. Jorge Vilda, their head coach, has been accused of being abusive towards his players, who eventually called for his firing and even left the team for a period of time when the federation refused. Well, now they're back playing the World Cup for him, but it's clear the support is still not there for their manager. Spain will face the winner of England and host country Australia in the World Cup final. And Julia, before you go, let's move back to New York. Can you tell us a little bit about that 75th annual Old Timers Day? New York legend Derek Jeter is set to make his debut in the Yankees' 2023 Old Timers Day. Mariano Rivera, Jorge Posada, and Andy Pettit will all take part, as will Joe Torre, Ron Guidry, Tino Martinez, Paul O'Neill, and Willie Randolph. It's set to be a star-studded group as legends join back together for this special yearly event. And I am sure Yankees fans will tune in to see Jeter as an old-timer. Julia Moss is the sports manager at WFUV. Julia, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. New Jersey State Senator Richard Cody announced that he will be retiring at the end of his current term after 50 years in office. The senator, known for his blunt speaking style, intellect, and sense of humor, wanted to make sure everyone knew he is not retiring for health reasons. But instead, he will continue working and is retiring from the Senate to focus on the family business, the Cody family funeral home that he runs in Boonton. And in classic Cody style, he updated his Facebook saying, Now listen, before you get any ideas, no, I am not dying. But if you or someone you know is, please call Cody Funeral Home in Caldwell or Cody and Mackie in Boonton. Making it very clear that he plans on ending his storied career by going out with a laugh. New York City has stepped up its game in the battle to stop rodents from taking over the streets. Just months after appointing a rat czar to lead the fight, the New York City Department of Health is now releasing an interactive rat map to help New Yorkers stay one step ahead of potential rat activity. The map is color-coded and shows which venues had rat activity in their last inspection. It also shows which places have passed inspection, as well as other areas that haven't been inspected yet. But you might be asking, how does the city even track a rat? Well, it's conducted by in-person New York City Health Department inspectors, who look for signs of rat activity and mouse activity. Properties that fail inspection must prove they've successfully exterminated the infestation before undergoing a reinspection. You can access the rat map at the rat information portal in the Department of Health section on NewYorkCity.gov. This year's 20th annual Central Park Conservancy Film Festival starts tonight and runs through the weekend. All of the screenings are free and take place on the green between Sheep's Meadow and 72nd Street Cross Drive. This year's event is presented by National Geographic and will feature an array of documentary films. To register for the free screening of your choice, visit centralparknyc.org. And on this day in 1976, ABBA dropped a record you're sure to recognize. That iconic keyboard and synth chord progression launched the Swedish pop group to the top of the charts in more than a dozen countries. But what you may not know is that the title, Dancing Queen, almost never existed. The song's name only changed after the original title, 
Boogaloo was scrapped. And some might be even more surprised to hear that to date, Dancing Queen is ABBA's only number one hit in the U.S. And that's our show for today. But check back with us tomorrow around 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And as always, you can find more from us at the WFUV News website and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Christina Lulich. And I'm Caroline Ely. And that's What's What.